Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi, and thanks for downloading the Sun Ranto Show, which is brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters, who we call the Super Ranters. For more information how you can become a Super Ranter and listen to the Sun Ranto Show early and ad-free, join our Patreon campaign and support us at patreon.com slash sunranto. Do it today, and you'll never have to hear me ask you again. Here's the show. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins Sitting in the bleachers in the rain We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game Let's go Cubby Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento and the love of old Lucy Boutros Golly Sunrento Michael Sunrento Michael, that was a very enthusiastic call for losing two of three to the last place Rockies. But I appreciate it because I I must admit I'm a little tired after being at a couple of ball games this weekend and hanging out with the one and only Matt Kammerer, Cubs artist to the stars. You can see his art over my shoulders if you're watching this game right now. We hung out with him and uh, Kelsey today, uh, his Beautiful fiance had a great weekend. Went to the game with him yesterday, and anyway, it's the end of a long weekend. You got the Bears coming up, and you know, just like end of the summer Sunday, feeling wish I was taking a nap in the chair. Instead, we're going to recap a week that was in Chicago Cubs baseball. Um, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show, brought to you by our 108 Patreon supporters. That was just the voice of Michael Cotton you heard screaming in your ears, and uh, Michael. Wearing Bears stuff again on a Cubs show. Yeah, well, you know, hey, Branch Bears out. are playing the Packers here in a little bit. That's why we're going at six o'clock. It's a weird time for us, but we're we're trying to we're we're thinking about everybody who might want to watch this or you know whatever. It's live. our only chance. We're gonna try and get them out of, out of here by seven thirty. Something to do before the Bears game. You don't want to watch that pregame shit anyway. Yeah, pregame is just a bunch of people being like, ha, 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 ha. the defense with 300 points Let me, last year. Let yeah. me give you the keys to the game. The if, keys if, to the game, yeah. If you the Bears that. can score a touchdown, then that'll be good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just stupid people talking about dumb things. Instead, you can hear us talk about talk things. about dumb things. Yeah, they, they, we're yeah. not going to make any more sense than those people. But thanks for tuning in. Um, hi. 
So, uh, Chance, hashtag Chance in the chat. You could win a postcard, a, a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me. Um, I tried to finally order those Frank Chance postcards. I ran out of the original ones, and apparently they are like, your picture's blurry. You need a better Chance picture. So I got to figure all that out again. I ordered them. I spent 40 bucks, and now we're right back to square one where we were. So they're coming in, though, and then everybody's entered to win a, a prize and uh, trust me, you're going to love it, everything that's coming your way. So, But hashtag chance in the chat, you could win a Frank Chance postcard. So what a week it was. The Cubs, they sweep the Mets on the road, outscore them 15-5. to five. They beat Jacob deGrom with Adrian Sampson somehow, yeah. who pitches like a two-hitter against them. Then yeah, Sampson looked great. Asad DeGrom looked didn't look great. bad, but the Cubs were actually just playing well. Playing small ball, the bullpen. Who I didn't expect to hold up, held up, and it was good. And nobody knew. Uh, they were like, oh, maybe uh, the Cubs are turning around. Nope. Nope. They were not. They came back home, didn't score any runs barely, and lost. Well, right. They came back game. home, scored two and one. You know, they, they won a game, and it's like, oh, we're on a four-game winning streak. I don't know how many. Have we gone more than four games for a winning streak yet this year? I think there was a fiver. I want to say maybe one. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe once. But it they have they have not put together like a huge string of wins this year. I'm looking it up right now. How many? What is the? Yeah. the I it, mean, you get to the point where like, oh my god, you guys like it's. Let's you see, get a longest. little excited though because the Rockies are worse, actually worse than the Cubs. And let me tell you what that Rockies fucking. As much as we hate the Rickets, at least we don't have whatever those fucking assholes are out there. Uh, the oh, I can't even think of their names now. They're terrible. They're they're like the worst organization you can imagine. Yeah. They have no analytics department. You know they have no. I mean, did you tell back, me that that they had in the eighties? They had like some of their front office people like doing laundry or something. That's that why they don't have an analytics department. They had uh, three people, three. That was their entire analytics department for their entire organization. And on top of doing analytics, they had to wash laundry during the <laughs> COVID season. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, because biblical losses, I'm sure, were league wide. I'm looking it up. Six was our. Uh, longest winning streak from July 17th through July 26th, and the longest losing streak was 10 from June 4th to June 16th. They've done that twice, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There were a couple (laughs) long losing streaks and only one long winning streak, but it's like... um, yeah, I mean, it's and it and that's kind of indicative of this year. Like, hey, we swept the Mets. Maybe these young guys are like coming through, and then they like play a lowly team like the Rockies, and they can't get anything going at all the entire time. Um, I was at Game One. That was a Stroman start, and he had a no hitter through six, which I jinxed accidentally. Um, yeah, a a, a no hitter. Just and and this is what I'm talking about. Like this first game was the one that I was able to like actually pay attention to and watch it was exciting right like i mean he's out there dealing uh it was a tight game yep and he's getting i mean he's he's he is striking some guys out and he's you know getting all the good contact goes deep in the game everything you want yeah it was the one homer that killed him 
Yeah, well, I mean, and I kind of like it when a no hitter ends at a on a home run as opposed to like some swinging bunt, some cheap ass like infield hit and stuff. So, but I mean, but he was dealing, and that was the maybe his best start at Wrigley Field of the year. I feel uh, because he, I mean, he hadn't won at home yet all year. All and year, so, really? All year. That was his first w- home win, and it barely happened because the Cubs only scored two runs. I'll put up the box score here. Uh, this was the Zach McKinstry game. Like He got his uh, batting average up above 200 in, in this series. It fortunately went 0 for 4 today to dip down below again. So yeah, we're all oh. rooting for him, though, Zach. You know, uh, But he had uh, a home run in this game and a triple, and this is the second time he's been close to the cycle um, not, cl- I mean, if you get that triple and home run, now you can start talking about it. But yeah, he's done that a few games now where like you can, you're talking about the cycle a little bit with him because he kind of, he, he gets multiple different styles of hit, but it's like, he's just flailing out there. Like it doesn't really feel like he's got anything really going like he's feeling it well they're certainly giving him a look he's getting more bats than pretty much anybody on this team right now so they keep moving him all over just to keep him in the lineup like why yeah he played second third so um so yeah he he scored both of the runs actually in this game and um so without zach mckinstry and marcus stroman we don't win this game this game was two hours and 10 minutes long (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I was out of there. I didn't even. I didn't even have time to like drink my drink. Yeah, you know, that's, like that's quick. Yeah, that's that's good because I'm a. I I can drink. We all know this. People who watch yeah. this show know I can. I can pound it back. I did not have time to finish. So it was. Uh, that was great though. We were out of there. Then I had opening night, so it worked out uh, pretty perfectly for me because I, well, I had things to do. I would have had to leave he- early. This is the only game that I actually got a poem done for. Oh, okay. So, play, so let me let me hit that. It's a short one. Yeah, I'll, I'll play the music. Uh, here we go. All right, come forty-four, Chicago two, Colorado one. Rocks are groaning, Strowman owning. This lineup's done. Only scoring one. McKinstry seven bags flying the dub flag. Short. <sighs> And Very nice. Snap, snap, snap. Well, yeah, yeah he did. He got the triple in the homer. And then he, and it's like, well, a single and a double, like this guy's got a real, real chance. And then, uh, yeah, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> he doesn't do anything the rest of the game. Well, that's like, the t- that's like this team. That's like, yeah. the, he's just indicative of how the team is. It's like, hey, we swept the Mets. We're, we're on a roll. Like maybe they'll finish strong and give us hope into the offseason. Nah, we're just going to lose two or three at Rockies. And now, now I'm worried about this week. Because I mean, yeah. we're going to talk about it at the end of the show, but now we got the Marlins and the Pirates this week, both teams that we should be able to go in there and do something against, but now I don't trust it. Well, Danny, before we move on to the second game, I think we're done with this one, right? Mm. Um, I did want to talk a little bit, because Friday night, uh, I went to the South Bend Cubs versus the Cedar Rapids Colonels. Okay, I live 25 miles away from Cedar Rapids. I pay attention to this stuff. I try to at least. I found out on Friday they were playing baseball against South Bend. And I was like, oh, well, there can't be very many more games. I should go. 
It was the deciding game in the playoffs, the first round of the playoffs for them. They were one and one, right? Both teams had scored one. They're three-game series. The winner moves on to the championship. Nobody knew about it. Nobody. I didn't know about it. Like even well, you mean even in the crowd? Oh, the people were like, "This is the championship." Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, the crowd game tonight. There was one thousand one hundred and fourteen people. That's what they put on the board. You know, we're like, how many people are here? And it was the lowest number they put up there. Yeah, oh. like you never put the lowest number. Yeah. You always try and make it the highest. Or a second to last at least. Yeah, but it was the lowest number on the board. Uh, but I went to Veterans Memorial. Uh, they're the Twins um, affiliate there. You know, so who cares? I, I got nothing against the Twins. It's just kind of a, a game. That It was like the ownership knew they were going to lose. They ran out of hot dogs in the fifth inning. <laughs> they started running out of beer. Oh, I've like, seen this. Any good beer was gone in in the third inning. Yeah, right. Like, like we got Line and Kugel Shandy. <laughs> <laughs> you want some of that? We got some lemon rhubarb <laughs> Shandy. If you want some of that, no, it, no, I I agree. This dude, they ran out of paper towels at uh, Miller Park at Wrigley yeah. North. It was like the end of the season. I'm like, you wait. It's it's there's two more games left. It's only Friday. They're like, well, wipe your hands on your pants. Too bad. And I'm thinking like they should be going into this like we win this game. We're going to have more baseball. Right. But they're just I mean, they were packing it up. It was bad. Uh, But the game was good. There was a kid on the mound. Palencia. Yeah. Daniel Palencia's prospect. He pitched five innings. He was hitting upper 90s. And absolutely dominated these high A guys. Like they, I mean, they were making a little contact, but nothing was any good. Like the the kid really looked great out there. Um, and then I got to see uh, Pete Crow Armstrong in the flesh playing. And literally, when I say I got the seats, I bought the seats right next to the dugout, right on the wall. Like it was. I don't know. It was about the best seats you could get. You could have bought the cheapest seat and still sat there. Probably. <laughs> yes. Could. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody was checking. Um, but again, I was like, oh, somebody might show up to this game. I was wrong. Well, we got um, Palencia for Chafin. We got Greg Dykeman and Daniel Palencia from the A's for Andrew Chafin. In that well, trade. that Palencia, you know, that might be something. Like the guy is. I mean. High A, of course, but when you're uh, when I was watching the the replay later, I heard the announcer talking about 98. I didn't see 98 on the gun when I was there. I saw like 95 or whatever, but who knows which guns they're using. Uh, David Elliott writes in, oh, shit, is Cotton a prospect porn guy now? Prospect pervert. Prospect pervert. (laughs) So the best part of the game. Well, I mean. The Cubs won the game in the first inning. They batted around the order and uh, scored four runs. There were no home runs in this game at all. Uh, But I got to see Pete Crow Armstrong. And the best part of the game was in like the sixth inning, he got a hit. He's on first, steals second, steals third. I mean, it's like Little League, right? Like just running on everything. 
and he's fast. Like I didn't realize like everybody talks about his power and, and all this stuff, but the guy is fast. So that's uh, it's why he's a great defender in center field. Cause he can cover a lot of ground out there. You know, that's why I, I think they're more excited in about his defense in center than even his uh, bat. And I saw him uh, make a throw from center and it was a one hopper right on the money to the catcher. It was late, you know, unfortunately, but that's a long throw from center to home. Well, and you know, you think about that. We got him from the Mets. So the Mets made that desperation move for Javi. You put him and Lindor together thinking it's the magic ingredient. Didn't work. Javi ends up falling off a cliff this year. And then we just end up with this prospect. And I think, you know, the Mets were rumored to go for Contreras this year. That was one of the big rumors that they're looking at him, that they were going to. But they didn't want to trade anymore, right? No, not with us. And because they're looking at this and like, oh, man, I think we might have screwed this up. And they might have. Because, like, you don't know, like, he was injured at the time when he, P. Crow Armstrong was injured when, injured when he got when we got him, but he, he's played well this year. I mean, I don't know what he did down there. I mean, I'm not going to put a lot of stock in single A numbers because I don't know right. what kind of competition he's facing. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not a prospect See, pervert and like getting all into it. You know what I mean? It, I don't have time to watch like five different baseball games in a day. You know what I mean? Like, see, and, that, and that's why. I'm watching him and I'm looking at like literally like, oh, the guy's fast and the guy throws like as a strong arm or whatever. But so he's so he's at third in this thing and it was a shallow fly into foul ground in left field. And he took off. I mean, it was like Willie Harris waving him in, but he flew. I mean, he beat the throw by a step. Like, he didn't slide. He just ran straight through fast. But the best part about that was, you know, because you run so fast and then you got to slow down, you know, it takes a little bit. So he runs all the way straight forward, all the way, like, right up to the wall. And there's a guy sitting there in the front row wearing a Cardinals jersey. and Just trolling? I guess, probably. But, uh, so... Pete Crow Armstrong tells him that's a shitty jersey. (laughs) He comes running. And the only reason we know this, it was kind of on the other side from where we were sitting, but he's coming running back and his coach is like looking at him like, what was that that guy? (laughs) And, and he's running back. He says, I told him he has a shitty jersey. And so we're, we're like laughing with some other Cubs fans that are right there. And then, and you don't know. You're like, yeah, maybe he did, maybe. But with the next time he comes up to bat, that dude with the Cardinals jersey standing up and he's he's <laughs> he's popping his jersey at PCA as he's standing there. Like it was, it was. So you're like, oh, he he clearly he say that. He told clearly... this dude that he had a shitty jersey. So I think uh, he's definitely got the right, you know, mentality of hating on the Cardinals at all times. Well, I mean, with this team, you know. It... <sighs> I'm not sure what the Cubs are going to end up doing, but he'll probably fly through the minor leagues considering he's not blocked by anybody. Right. At this point. I mean, you know, how long has it been since we had like a a great center fielder who was like just a defensive whiz? I mean, like not since Jim Edmonds, really. (laughs) Oh, my God. Fucking Jim Edmonds. Well, let's talk about game two here. Um, okay, yeah. we, we can move on for Friday. I just wanted to say that, but it was cool to watch them win. That's and cool. they're they're playing, I think. Crawley's at the game right now. Yeah, they're playing tonight right now against uh, like 
the Lake Lakeland Captains or something like that. Yeah, and well, it's three game. It's still a three game series. It's interesting, but it's just, they get one game at South Bend and then two games at Lake whatever it is. Lake County. Uh, they're winning five to two. They had a five run second inning. Uh, Franklin is on the mound, Mr. Cole Franklin, and uh, he's given up uh, two runs. So, yeah. so uh, yeah, game two. Uh, speaking of prospect perverts, we that we got in <laughs> trades. Uh, Wisniewski looked really good. Comes end up losing this game, but Wisniewski goes seven out pitches the veteran Urena. Three hits, one run, seven Ks through seven, no walks, zero walks. How surprised were you to see that they let him go seven? But then, but then you look at the numbers. He was he did not get like where, what did he get to? Uh, Eighty eight pitches in seven innings. Yeah, he could have That's... gone back out there. In fact, Cubs might have won if he did because they brought Alzali, <laughs> who came back. This was his first game back. And here's the thing. He had the strikeouts, five strikeouts of two innings pitched. Only one batter was retur- uh, retired, not in and out. Unfortunately, he also gave up two earned runs. Yeah, unfortunately, he gave up a walk. And, and, a walk, yeah. uh, they, and just, they-, they strung it together and won the game is really yep. what happened. And uh, it's you know, if you look at the the Cubs, this game was also pretty short. Two hours, 45 minutes. I was there with Cameron. We got some free tickets. My, my my streak lives. My streak of going to the Cubs game at the end of this year for free because <laughs> nobody wants to go lives. And it's just like, all I got to do is like look at Twitter. And I'm like, hey, look, some, some guy follows giving away his tickets. It's just right there for me. Um we lose three two. They scored the two and the, they tied it up in the seventh. I mean, you're not going to win a lot of games. Here's the thing that sucks: Cubs nine hits, one run. That's yeah. hard. To oh do. God, that's brutal. Yeah. And now, it wasn't like they were hitting the cover off the ball. There were only two doubles in the game. No, everything they, they, was singles. It, the nine hits are literally one hit every inning and nothing else, right? <laughs> Yeah, it was it was like they really didn't have much uh to I think there was one inning where they had something going on, but really like for the most part, like I sat there and talked to Matt Cameron and before you knew it, I'm like, Oh man, it's the eighth. <laughs> you know, like but nothing was happening. I'm like, Hey, this Wisneski kid looks cool and he kept like prancing around the mound. It was good to see. But nothing else was really happening. You just get a single, and then they'd be out, and then the <laughs> the, the inning would be over. You're like, What happened? I'm like, Well, but the weird, the weird thing that happened at the end of this game was a guy I had never he- heard of before, named Esteban uh, Kiros. Kiros, I'm not, not really sure how to say it. Kiros, Kiros, uh, Q-U-I-R-O-Z, comes in and for really no reason but that he's a left-handed hitter comes in and for Velasquez to try to get something going off Bard at the end of the game who was briefly on the Cubs. He was like kind of like a washed up guy that they were trying to find basically the fountain of youth with. And I guess he's found it with the Rockies kind of, but um, yeah, Kiros who I've never heard of comes in just because the Cubs are injured and does nothing. But this dude, he looked like a Lilliputian, you know, like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I was like, I looked him up right away. Um, let's see, I don't have it open right now, but he is not a tall man. 
I'm like, hey, who let we were like making jokes in the stands, like with the other fans around us that uh, they brought back the grandson of Eddie Goodell. Right. It was, was the little person that uh, was put up there by Bill yeah. Beck when he was the St. Louis Browns owner. Because that's Which, what it looked like. It's funny that you say that because right now I'm working on the, the fifth inning because I'm very behind on the baseball rabbit hole. And I'm talking about Bill Vec, who was the guy that brought Eddie Goodell, Eddie to, Goodell. to the plate. But uh, uh, I was thinking of um, Altuve on that giant base that you put yeah. up. Was that last show? And I saw those giant bases out there on the field, and they're huge. They look weird. Like, if, if when you see them next year, when the first game, you're just going to be like, holy shit, those are giant, giant bases. Yeah, no, I, I think that when you've seen something so much your entire life and all of a sudden it's even slightly different, it, you're going to notice it. I have not seen it yet. I'm looking at it right right now. Uh, five six, he is one ninety nine. We'll talk about him. That is that is like uh, Altuve sized. Yeah, pint sized. But we're going to talk about him in a little bit. He's from Obregon, Ciudad Obregon, Mexico, and he's thirty years old. But we'll t- I'll bring his stats up. <laughs> Get so- another thirty year old rookie yeah. that the Cubs are bringing well, up. And, I mean, listen, me and Matt. That Kimber- was an international signing. Thirty year old rookie. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> so, so imagine how long that he's been in the system. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to let you know after the break. Um, okay. So anyway, he failed and the Cubs lost. And then game three today did not go any better for the Cubs. They did manage to score. Well, it was basically all Jan Gomes. Well, no one guy, the Jan Gomes game. Yeah, the Jan Gomes game, but it did, we still came up short on it only scoring three runs on six hits Cubs still the defense uh, offense was bad the Rockies they you know it was kind of a, an a f- unfortunate start for Assad he had four walks in the and um yeah. you know they just strung together kind of ambushed us out of the gate today scored three runs in the first one in the second and then did nothing else so like the bullpen is good uh today yet once again um surprisingly so look at that the bullpen combined for 11 strikeouts because the side only went two. Right. Yeah. So, um, they had uh, seven innings out of the bullpen from Rucker, Wellman, Leiter Jr., Manrod, and then Rowan Wick. Um, and they were striking really, out everybody. It's really interesting that they decided to only let him go two. Now, I get it. He wasn't doing 62 pitches through two. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. That is, I mean, it, I'm just saying, like, yeah, I guess 62 pitches. I wasn't thinking about that. That's yeah. a, that's a shit ton of pitches for two innings for him. Yeah, and he's new, and yeah. Well, I because I was kind of thinking, like, God, did they pull him just because he wasn't doing well? Like they're trying to win this game, but you know, no. Yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah, a little pretty- combo of, of A and B. But then the game ended really crappily uh, with some really bad. Uh, strike calls. I saw Bleacher Nation, who doesn't normally complain about crap like this. You yeah. know, like they're usually just like you know above like the petty, like day to day kind of ball strike making fun of umpire stuff. You know, they're a little bit more big picture about things sometimes, even though they write about everything. But you see, Alfonso Rivas was called on a str- out on a strike where it was nowhere close to the zone. Uh, high, uh, uh, it was high, and I guess that would be on him. Uh, outside, 
not outside. It wouldn't. It was just high, really, but it was a high outside pitch. And then you see two strikes. Uh, Jared Young, who we'll talk about also at the break, couple of new Cubs kind of up with the team right now. He got called out on strikes, and it was also a bullshit call. You could see that ball was nowhere close to the strike zone. Number eight there was um, yeah. in, in. Was Jared Young a lefty or a righty? You know, I don't even know. Um, I'm going to assume I, he's right-handed. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like you, we're we're talking about guys who who have played point three innings and shit. You know, like. Uh, it's hard. Yeah. To well, you know, we're, we're like these. getting down to it. Like every day, it's like he bats lefty, throws righty. So, okay. Um, yeah. So, anyway, but also Jared Young. If you look at a picture of him, everybody look up a picture of him right now. He's like he's only twenty seven years old, but he looks like a forty two year old accountant. He <laughs> like <laughs> he just does. Uh, we'll look up him after the break. But the Cubs lose <laughs> two or three, and I mean, oh, those, I was a little uh, bored by the entire thing. Yeah, those high A guys, I will tell you, they look so goddamn young. Oh, God. They all look like children. Like, they really do. Yeah, they're not, like, not even filled out yet. It was funny. No. I, 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 uh, I was in a, a show. I was in uh, the original touring cast of Rent, and, and I was 22 years old when I did that show. The director of it was Michael Greif. He also directed the Broadway production. Well, he's directing a show in town right now, um, The Notebook which is based on a movie yep. um, and it's a musical. So I went down and I saw, I went, he's directing it. So he's down here and I went and met my friend Shelly, who's the, one of the directors and she's di- directing it with him. And she was the dance captain of rent at the time. So I went and had uh, like a uh, dinner between their dinner break with her. Not to, to it's over at Navy Pierce. So I rode my bike down there and I get, end up seeing Michael Greif. And he looked at me, he goes, he's like, I remember you being like, so much smaller. Like, did you like, get taller? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, like, I'm not taller. Like, I'm, I'm wider. Like, I, like- I, I like how, how very nice he was being. Did you get taller? taller. Are you taller? <laughs> and, and it, but then I realized that what it was, it's not about the fact that I'm fatter, which I am fatter, but most of it is like, dude, I'm a man now. Like, I was <laughs> right. 22. And that's kind of what you're seeing. I think in the minor leagues, you're like, these kids, they're not even filling out their jersey. You know, oh, and they're, they're no matter 18, what, you just get man-sized. You know, you become a man-sized person, and you're no longer like, you know, this skinny, emaciated child. You know, you just just fill out, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, I yeah, they're all, was- they're all so young, and a lot of them are tall. So then, you know, they're when lanky. they're 100, you know, 65 170 pounds and they're six foot one they look really thin yeah and i was like 145 pounds back then or 150 <laughs> you know i'm like <laughs> like you know now my leg weighs that much so um <laughs> well let's let's take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk about some of these new cubs and what we think of them and and uh talk about some of the the cubs that are gone and then uh, we'll get into the oh yeah we 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 need to hold a little wake for one yeah. of the, yeah, the all-time Marlins, legends. And we're going to go play the Marlins, and then we're going to go play the Pirates, and we'll talk a little bit about that. With, you know, Anyway, uh, we're going to have a commercial right now. We'll be right back. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. 
But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Ranter levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. Welcome back to the Sunranto Show. Um, hashtag chance in the chat, and you could win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of hope and doom. So, um, <laughs> I, I, said, yeah, I, I said that last week and I kept thinking about it. I was like, that's, I'm going to keep saying that. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> a message of hope and do I should, that's what I'll do from now. When, when all the postcards come in, I'll just like be halfway and I'll tell you all the positive things that are going to happen for you. And then I'll tell you all the terrible things are going to happen. <laughs> so, uh, you know, maybe I'll, I'll switch it around. Start, start sad. Yeah, let's like one of those. You want the bad news first or the good news? So there are some new Cubs. Um, Jared Young came up, mentioned him. Looks like a 27-year-old account, or looks like a 45-year-old account, even though he's only 27. And he was a 15th rounder. He's from Canada. He's 27 years old. And here I've got his numbers up here on the board. Um, you know, he kind of had a bit of a breakout here in, in 2021. Uh, with Tennessee in double A, he did quite well, got himself a promotion to Iowa at some point during the season, but he ended up with a 915 OPS uh, at, at Tennessee and um, a 396 OBP. So he really kind of turned it on um, in his age 25 year. Um, I guess he see, maybe he just turned 27. He says here he's 26, but Anyhow, he hit, came up, got his first uh, hit of his life in the major leagues, and it was a double. And then he hit another yep. double, and that was cool to see. But I don't know how this guy, except for the injuries, ended up getting the promotion because at Iowa this year, wasn't going all that well. Slashing 228, 310, 413 for a 723 OPS. So, and, but, and they can't just call up everybody like they used to. Like right. it's a, it's right. an actual, the guys who get called up now, there has to be a reason for it. And yeah, not, ne not sure what the reason is, unless it's like, we're going to cut this dude. Let's give him a couple of games just to say he was a big leaguer and then 
He'll be yeah, going. yeah. See what he's got. I mean, look at his twenty. He played in the Dominican over the winter. It did not go well. And super small sample size. But he just basically went over fourteen. And I was like, okay. Like I came all the way down to the Dominican and only got, I know. And only got two walks out of the deal. <laughs> so whatever. Uh, you know, I don't know how much we're going to see of him, or if they're just going to kind of see what they got. I mean. Age 27, and you're still trying to break through on this team, and you, you're thinking that they're not all that. I mean, Morrell obviously is up before him and is going to get more at-bats than he will. So, well, I guess maybe they're just, yeah, see, get him, getting him a little bit of money before they don't re-sign him in the offseason and drop him off the 40-man or gets taken into Rule 5 or whatever happens from this point on. Um, he can yeah. once he can say he was a Cub for two weeks at some point in his life. Yeah, and he, hey, hey, and he'll have that ball, his first big league hit, all that stuff. I mean, it's it's one of those things about the game that's sort of sad a little bit. You know, the guy struggles through for as long as he has, and um, you know, he gets that one shot, and it's it's a moonlight gram sort of thing. You know, well, here's the thing: you come up and you keep hitting doubles every game. You could stay. You know, right. especially on a team like the Cubs, because they have all the roster flexibility in the world to use whoever the hell is doing well. You know, like the the fact that it's not like somebody like Mash Mervis coming up right now, who we haven't even talked about on this show because everybody else is talking about him. Like, well, everybody knows about Mash Mervis just down there mashing and uh, hitting home runs. But until they bring him up, like, which I don't know why Jared Young gets the call and not that guy who's like hit 50 home runs this year or something. Totally exaggerating. That's an ass stat. Um, well, and, and, and see, but that's that's what I'm saying. Like, it's almost as if it's a it's a consolation prize. It's just like, you know, hey, we're not going to let you go without playing a game. You know, like it it really did feel like that. And that's why it's like it's somewhat melancholy to see the guy like have a fairly good game and then you're like poor guy is just gone it's just yeah like well, they yeah. just gave him a union they just planned to like house them yeah and this dude's <laughs> gone yeah so uh yeah i'm looking at Mer- mervis right now 33 home runs I went from south bend all the way up to iowa and just keeps on going. So he had That's seven home runs in South huge. Bend, got him a promotion to Tennessee at where he hit uh, 14 of them, and then he hit 12 more at Iowa. So, yeah, just just a killer season. So, uh, but, I, but instead we see Jared Young. <laughs> that's, you know, so that's, that's Major League Baseball. Um, and then I already mentioned the five-foot-six uh, Esteban Quiroz. Now, he's 30, and his – Major League uh, Baseball Reference page starts back in 2011 when he was 19. Oh my where god! Where he played in the Mexican League and for Quintana, and I mean, I mean, here's just like a career minor leaguer. He did well in the foreign leagues. Like overall, in 11 seasons in the foreign league, 286, 402. 435 slugging for 837 OPS. He had 69 homers. Nice. In the foreign league. Uh, but it took him 2,423 at bats. <laughs> so, right. you know, he's basically like the greatest player 
that you've never heard of unless you really follow Mexican League because he's done a lot of Mexican League baseball. And um, yeah, he was in the also in the minors for four seasons. This is his first chance at the majors. We only we saw him in that. I think he got into today's game. Did he not? He didn't start, did he? Yeah, he got in there. Two more at bats. Still no hits. So he's batting zero. But he's up there. Yeah. So it took him this long, and then they gave him the shot at age 30. Like, that's what this has got to be about. They're not looking well, at this guy as, like, somebody that could be a guy. They're just being like, you know what? We're never going to see you again, but I want to give you, like, you know, 40 grand to, like, send you on your way. You're yeah, making the minimum for four games. Yeah, and it's like uh, – yeah, it, it, it's pretty interesting. I was in – when. I was saying, oh, I wonder how long he's been with the team. I was actually thinking like the way that uh, some of these guys get picked up. I mean, what Contreras was 14, right? You know, if this guy was 30 and they picked him up around that time. Like he could have been, you know, more than half of his life before he got his first game. Yeah, and well, and you see he was in the Boston system, and then he was in the Padres system, then he was in the Rays system, made his way to the Cubs system, and this is, I mean, I don't know. Uh, this is a good point that David Elliott makes as Mervis isn't on the 40-man roster, so that's why he's not up. Well, exactly, because you'd have to. But, I mean, but why this guy? You know what I mean? Like, why not? You know, and then they have the, the rule five well, eligible situation. Did you just say he was with Boston and then San Diego and now here? Yeah. I mean, well, the Rays were in there too. Okay. I was going to say, but still, Jed Hoyer's been, you know, trucking this guy around well, that was for a his while. whole career I mean, or something. No, no, 2019. <laughs> 2019 with the Padres. Oh, okay. Yeah. But to, yeah, this is. So anyway, I don't know how much we're going to see of uh, Mr. Kiros. Kiros. His uh, real first name is uh, Jesus. It's not Esteban? No, it's Jesus Esteban. So, uh, and then we said that Alzali's back. It did not go well. Um, in his first, uh, it was. It, I will say it went. It was mixed. Like I don't want to say it didn't. Yeah, right, days. and he struck out the side when he came in, and then you know yeah. didn't. He just gave up runs and hits, and you know. right. I mean, but the but his first inning was good, right? Yeah. Wasn't that the one that was good? He had five strikeouts in, in two innings. I'm going to say that overall that's a good inning. I guess I wouldn't have noticed if the Cubs had managed to score a few runs in that game. Right. Because the pitching was so good out of the Cubs that whole day, you know, with Wisniewski. But, you know, anyway. So then you get – now here's some uh, kind of sad news. Frank Schwindel. Frank the Tank. Uh He's gone. He's he gone. He gone. Unfortunately, so, he got he his. Look, got a he got a pretty good cup of coffee. Yeah, I mean it was he bottomless. <laughs> he hurt his back. Is kind of what happened. So there was no really moving forward with this. Uh, the two he could he only plays first base. Um, and he was batting. This year, 229 with a 277 OBP. So he was not walking. Like 19 walks to 58 strikeouts. That's yeah. not going to, yeah. 
that's not going to keep keep you up here. He had eight home runs on the year, but if you think back to kind of how remarkable his he's twenty nine years old, coming from Oakland, had a cup of coffee with uh, the A's, had a cup of coffee with the Royals, and then this is really his first chance to ever play. You trade a beloved first baseman in Anthony Rizzo, and you come up here and you bat three forty two. And you hit 13 home runs, yeah. like in basically a third of a year, end up with an OPS plus of 165. I mean, Frank the Tag, he's on TV making funny faces, like he's getting an obvious shirt, coming out to Club 400. Like he had a great run. Yeah, honestly. And I mean, who knows if he's Christian? they're probably already optioning the rights to the story of his life. Yeah. <laughs> so they can make another movie. I like what little Yumper says here, Frank, great guy. But again, this goes to show those fans that pushed him up as Rizzo's replacement just because of a good two months last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah and that it was a small sample size. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, we've <laughs> seen you're like, this- he, he hurt his back. Well, he hurt his back because he's 31, 32 years old, and old men have bad backs. Yeah, that's just how that goes. <laughs> old women have bad backs, too. So, uh, goodbye, Frank, and thank you. Frank you. Frank you very much. And then somebody I kind of I think was- Frank will be back. He'll be he'll, – he'll, so remember when they used to do the Cubs caravan and all that stuff? Yeah. Like, he's a guy that would be a perennial Cubs caravan guy, right? Yeah, well, if they ever do that again – uh, I mean, which who knows if they'll ever do Cubs convention again. Frank the Tank will definitely be back on on the team. Yeah. Um, not on the team, but, you know, on the panel. <laughs> so uh, answering the question over and over and over again, what was it like to be Anthony Rizzo's <laughs> And everybody being mad at you for something that wasn't your fault. Um, he got some Rookie of the Year votes. Look, yep. he was sixth. <laughs> um so then uh, Sean Newcomb, which this now this goes to show you that if you can throw a baseball fast with your left hand, they're going to give you a shot at a major league level because it did not go well for Sean Newcomb. Ends up with a nine. He got DFA. That's kind of what I'm trying to yeah. say. He got DFA along with Frank the Tank. 913 earned run average in his 22 innings pitched as a Cub. A whip of 1.809. Um, yeah, not, not good. Right. But like you said, he throws his left hand and he, and did he throws 24 it. strikeouts in the 22 well, innings, which that's kind of what, so here's for. the thing. They DFA'd Frank. He made it through waivers and then they outright, they just let him go. He's a free agent. Now he's not with the team. Sean Newcomb gets through. If he gets through, I can see them actually signing uh, him to a minor league contract just because. He's a lefty, and they're like, well, we'll just sign him for whatever, and we'll stick him down there and see if anything happens. You know what I mean? Well, you look at – I mean, was he hurt? Like, you're looking at these numbers here, and in 2020, which, you know, nobody pitched much in at all, he only had 13.2 innings. And then in 2021, he only had 32 innings. And then, so it seems like he's been just pretty limited. Uh, back with Atlanta – the last time you really ate some innings, 68.1 innings, which is just 
0.2 outs away <laughs> from being a really nice year. Uh, he had a three, a John 316 ERA. Yeah. And, and that's out of the bullpen, obviously. So, I mean, they got to see something in there. ERA plus a 145, you know, that's coming out of Atlanta. So they, and that, but that's three years ago now. It's so how long ago. are you going to like let this happen? We'll see. I mean, we'll see if he makes it through. I don't know if anybody's claimed his ass. Certainly nobody's claimed Frank Schwindel. Um, not yet. Anyway, I'm not holding my breath on it. No. And then, uh, yeah, so Newcomb was bad. Now he's gone. And then Ortega's season, unfortunately, is also over. Uh, he broke his finger. His ring Trying finger. to bunt. Yeah. And he yep. can't bunt. And he tried anyway. For the eight thousandth time, now maybe he'll learn that he can't freaking bunt, and well, um, <laughs> and that was so rough because he gets he he gets the bunt, uh, breaks his hand, leaves, and who did they bring in? Hermosillo. Yeah, like betting under already, It's it's zero and two. <laughs> Come on in, Hermosillo. You get one chance, and then they made him bunt. So like, it's you bunt on the second strike you better get it down and he actually did it was nice but it was yeah he did it that was a rough that that was pretty impressive actually a rough spot for him to come into well and we're talking about a game against the Mets if anybody's wondering like I didn't see that this weekend I mean Ortega was kind of one of those guys that we said that you know Cubs might like try to trade him or you know throw him into some kind of deal uh nobody wanted him so that didn't happen he had a good 2021 with us and i'm looking at his stats here right now he had an ops of 823 he was uh, obp of 360 batted 291 uh he hit 11 home runs and only 269 no 296 at bats which is still nice yeah. And then this year it wasn't quite as good. His batting average was 50 points lower. His OBP was 30 points lower, and he slugged 100 points lower, and he had an o- OPS of 688. But, like, as far as, like, a bench guy and, like, what you're going to ask him to be, he was all right. Yeah. But, yeah, he's not going to be part of any – I can see why nobody wanted him. He is also old. He's 31, 32, I believe. Right. 31. Yeah, he he was he was in that wave of – uh, thirty-year-olds that came up, you know, over the last year or so. Um, so Terry E says, uh, "Was the kid that won the charity auction to do play-by-play for one inning better than Boog?" I didn't get to hear it. I am going to go back and listen because I heard about it. Um, he unfortunately he took over for Beth Mullins. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> yeah, because Boog is like probably doing Sunday night baseball somewhere. Yeah, but I'll I'll tell you this. Uh, you, everybody knows I don't like Boog, but good God, every time I hear those Rockies announcers, they are some they they are they are all Bob Brenleys. It's like three Bob Brenleys in the booth, <laughs> just fucking whining and bitching about every goddamn thing and they just have the shittiest take on everything so you know what hey 
Boog's not the worst. Yeah. I don't like him, but well, he's not I'll the say this Rockies. much. So I was supposed to go watch the game with my mom on Saturday, but instead I got these free tickets and I went with Cameron to the game. And my mom didn't want to go to the game because I was like, Mom, we're going to go to the game. She's like, I don't want to go to the game. You go. I'll <laughs> she stop better. Like, she's, she's like, I don't know anybody on the field. That yeah. lineup was horrendous this whole weekend like yeah it was like oh, wisdom and Saturday? Apple, like the only guys oh yeah we we, we gotta even talk about this real quick is like how bad that uh crawley even texted us remember was you yeah. on that text thread crawley's like what is with this lineup worst lineup of the year mckinstry hap wisdom rivas higgins hermosillo young velasquez morale i mean i didn't like i'm like i kind of wanted to say to him like well who do you think is on the team like that's well, kind of like who we got, you know, like, and as bad as that was today, they had no wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> they took wisdom out of there and young out of there. But I mean, yeah, I don't even like, know if we're going to see Contreras ever again in Cubs uniform at this point, which is sad as hell, but I was know. reading about his injuries and he's, you know, he's, he's jogging him and Madrigal are both jogging and they're both hoping to be back in late September. I don't know why Madrigal would, but I think Contreras would be uh, motivated to get back and have a couple last at bats oh, at yeah. Wrigley if he could. You oh, know, absolutely. But- so, well, we already gave him that big send off. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We did it. We did it in July, right? Yeah, exactly. It's fine. <laughs> He'll just have to remember that one. Um, but uh, let me finish the story about my mom. So I don't go to my mom's thing. They're showing it in the rec room. So all the it's on the it's a you know retirement community on the north side. So there's lots of Cub fans in there. I've gone there and they show it on the big screen. Somebody puts their marquee account in to show all the old people the the uh, the show or the game. And then so uh, anyway, my mom said she's like. Have they always had that announcer? Because she usually listens to Pat Hughes on the radio because she doesn't have marquee network, right? So this is she's not familiar with Boog. She's like, I wish that guy would just shut up. And I'm, she never talks like this. But you know how old people get like a little bit more saucy as they get older. She's like, he just kept talking and talking about <laughs> everything. And I'm like, will you just tell me what's going on in the game? And she's like, and the camera isn't even showing it. So yeah, I don't that's have, the worst I, she's part. Like, I have no idea what's going on. They're just talking to this man in the dugout who's talking about pitching. And I'm like, I don't really care about this, this slider, the break of it. She's just, I'm trying to watch the baseball game, you know, and that was the Wisniewski start. So they were talking about his slider and how it's got a lot of movement. And that's why I got to so many strikeouts and that's all fine and good, but show us pitching him pitching. Yeah. They have him in a tidy little box. And meanwhile, they just have some guy like, and we should talk because that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. We are in a box talking. People are watching <laughs> it. You know what I mean? But I'm just like, we don't have a lot of action going on, but we're not, there's not a we're, game we're going on right now. During the game. We don't do this during the game. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. If and- there was a game going on right now, we wouldn't be showing us. We'd be showing you the game. And I'm a little worried that, Danny, what you're saying here is that I am very much like your 80-year-old mother in a retirement home. (laughs) No, absolutely. No, but I told her she's not alone because there are a lot of people. Even Al Yellen wrote that article. He's like, listen, 
we got to talk about some things. And Al's a, you know, he complains a lot about a lot of stuff, but a lot of us were pro Boog before we weren't. A lot of people were. I, I was, I was on it day one. This dude sucks. I don't like it. I gave him, I did give him a chance, but it only took me like two weeks. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. This is terrible. And so many, I got a shit ton of hate last year. And now everybody and agrees. That hate went away. Like yeah. it's not an issue anymore. No, we are first on this show on everything. And you know why? Because we don't give a fuck. And we pay the fuck attention. Like we're <laughs> watching the goddamn games. <laughs> we watch the games, Shambi. Yeah. Well, then remember when I made you mad? I was telling the story to Matt Camber today. Because I was like, dude. Tune into the ESPN radio broadcast. It's Boog and Doug Glanville. And you're like, oh, my God, he's calling the game. He's literally telling you what is happening in this baseball game. And you're like, so he knows how to do it. He's, he knows he's, how to, he's a good broadcaster. Not only does he know how to do it, he's fucking good at it. Like, he's really, <laughs> really good at it. And he won't do <laughs> yes, it. He, he gets won't. on the camera and he's like, oh, what do you think about shoes? well anyway my mother completely (laughs) agrees with you um little yumper writes in gave him a chance like i did the len uh and jd broadcast or the len i think it's a typo len Uh, yeah like uh, i did len broadcast is very hard to watch to be honest benetti and stone are better you know and i'll say this i got sick of len too and i just think toward the end when he was just blowing every visiting team that came in oh god yeah oh my god and his love of freaking kershaw i was just like oh dude what don't you get about we hate him like we don't want to hear it like he might be the greatest freaking pitcher maybe we're all wrong to hate him but we hate him so we don't want to hear how great he is so it's like now i got a little bit sick of it and, and like you know here's what i've been doing lately dude i listened to the mets broadcast uh with ron darling Yep. For That's a lot one. of these, for the games I had on TV, I listened to the Mets. And then I listened to the Spanish Mets broadcast because they don't fly Miguel around. Yeah. So then today, uh, I was kind of watching with no sound. And then uh, I listened to the end of the game to Miguel and the Spanish broadcast. I so try like, to listen to Miguel sometimes. My Spanish is just not good enough. It's, it's like, I get the words, but it's it's still a bit fast for me, and I can't, you know. So like, I pick up like every fourth word. Yeah, little <laughs> yumper clarifies that Benetti and Stone have surpassed Cubs TV. Yeah, I think. Well, you, look, Steve Stone. I love Steve. You're Stone. not wrong. Steve Stone was my you know favorite announcer. I love when him and uh, Harry. Back in the day, it, it was really honestly Stone's voice because he was the he was doing the play by play. He was going all the time. He was talking, and Harry was, you know, it it was kind of flip flop from what it should have been. <laughs> you know, the player should be the color, but uh, no, he was great. And Benetti is really good. When I when the the Cubs play the Sox, I do I listen to Benetti and Stone. They're they are really good and. You, know. you should have heard Ron Darling talking about Javier Assad in that game that he pitched earlier in this week. Ron yeah. Darling was in love with Javier Assad, loved what the kid was doing. I'm like, our guys never will talk about Javier Assad or like what his pitch, what he's doing to batters, like because they're not watching. 
They're not watching the game at all. You'll have no idea. Ron Dowling's like, it's like the way that he's approaching these hitters is much above, you know, where you would think a young pitcher like this would be. And like, he's saying all this stuff. He's totally in love with what he's seeing out of Assad. And I'm like, dude, our guys treat Assad like he's never coming back. Like yeah. he's just here for like whatever reason. Cause uh, you know, we're it's fall training and yeah. Anyway, yeah, it, but it's that kind of thing when you hear uh, the opposing an- announcer talking about your pitcher and saying stuff like that, that actually gets you more excited even than if our announcers did. Totally, totally. They're a great broadcast. That's uh, uh, Gary Cohen, Ron Darling. Hernandez wasn't on there, but he's on it sometimes. Keith Hernandez and uh, Howie Rose is actually their radio guy. Also very, very good. Um, so anyway, I've, I've really enjoyed uh, kind of – flipping around listening to different things but like you know they've had zaidman like zaidman did the entire new york series yeah and like what do you do are you what are you doing to us like we used to like cubs are notorious for having the best and now it's like really falling off a cliff lately so hopefully they fix that shit but it it is weird it does feel like they're trying to groom zaidman to take Pat's job whenever he Oh my leaves. god. I, and, you just said it out loud and I was trying to not make that <laughs> I was like I thought it like I, no, so I, I, no, I thought it this week. And I was like, oh my God, are they gonna I'm like please no? I'm like, I'm not even gonna say it out loud. Because here's my conspiracy theory. My cub spiracy theory is that not only are they trying to groom Zaneman to do it, they're trying to groom him to do it because they know we don't like it. And so everybody will stop listening to the radio and they'll just get rid of radio altogether. And they're just going to make you subscribe to their stupid channel. If you want to know what's going on in the game and you won't know what's going on in the game because Boog is the freaking broadcaster. Oh God. I know. And again, now I'm ranting. Now you got me all sweaty. I really <laughs> shouldn't have drank. I coffee hope that before some, I hope that somehow I hope that like everybody says, we just don't want to do this anymore. This team sucks. And we don't want to cover this team. And, and Shambi's like, I'm going back to ESPN full time. And I'm, you know, everybody gives up. And then, but then it just leaves it for Beth. And Beth says, you know what? Nobody's really giving me a shot. I've got it here. And she comes in because I can listen to Beth call bad baseball. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I can do it all day long. It's comforting. It doesn't make the baseball that I'm seeing quite so frustrating, you know, because I'm not getting mad at the announcer too. She has a very calming voice and it, but it's just for my taste and it's good. Like I, I do not mind her call at all, but I will say it gives me big time golf vibes. It is perfect for the Sunday games. Yeah, absolutely perfect. But it, it's a, I can see taking a lot of naps <laughs> during that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like bad baseball. I mean, you don't want, you want somebody that you're just like, Oh, this is just nice. Like, like m- making the pain go away. <laughs> Her and JD seem to be friends and they enjoyed each other. I think in many yep. respects. Um, so yeah, I, <laughs> but they're never going to do it. It's going to be just like the team. We're never going to have a set position player ever again. 
everybody's just going to rotate around depending on, you know, whose turn it is to play second base. And it's going to be the same way in the booth. Yeah. Whoever's turn it is to do it. It's a huge mistake because what you like is the same voices over and over again. Now, the thing that could save it for me a little bit until he cancels himself and it will happen. Rick Sutcliffe. (laughs) Rick Sutcliffe. I can listen to that and it is rough, but it is entertaining as hell. Sutcliffe with a better with a better play by play guy. Like Shambi is is Sutcliffe makes Shambi better, but it's still not it's still not great. Like I could Artie Boucher writes in and says, What about Beth and JD for day games? And because I'll sleep all day is why. Um, and another team for <laughs> night for night games. And see, that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like we want the same voices. Like we want our team. And that's like those of us that grew up listening to Harry and Steve, you know, that was our team for a long time. And then like when that changes, it takes a little bit of time before you get used to the next team. But they're not giving us that opportunity because it's musical chairs up there. And there's 83 different broadcasters and you never know what you're going to get. And it's just like all over the place in a way that it's just never been before. So, um, you know, that's the frustrating thing. So why don't we just take a a break? Because the Bears are going to start in 15 minutes. We want to tell you about the Marlins and the Pirates and get the hell out of here so you can go watch the Bears game. And you can uh, go watch you know, whatever Aaron Rodgers get his ass handed to him. Oh, I hope so. I, I hope so. So, uh, you know, there are a few games left. Uh, here's a commercial for our uh, slash StubHub and sunranto.com slash Amazon. And we'll be right back. This is a Cubs fan buying tickets from the Cubs. And this is a Cubs fan buying tickets through the StubHub link at SunRanto.com slash StubHub, knowing that 4% of their ticket purchase will go to the SunRanto show instead of into the pockets of rich corporate douchebags. Buy all your tickets through SunRanto.com slash StubHub. Don't worry, it won't cost you a single penny extra. It don't stink to click our link. This is an Amazon shopper buying things from Amazon. And this is an Amazon shopper buying things through the links at sunrancho.com slash Amazon, knowing that up to 10% of their purchase will go to the Sunranto show instead of that cocksucker Jeff Bezos, who will just use the money to go to space. Plus, if you buy all your Amazon items through sunrancho.com slash Amazon, you could win a monthly prize. sunrancho.com slash StubHub and sunrancho.com slash Amazon. Two great ways to support the Sunranto show while sticking it to evil corporations who suck and it won't cost you a single penny it don't stink to click our link the sun ranto show is always brought to you by all of our patreon subscribers who we call the super ranters well who are the super ranters well super ranters they have their own rss feed and they get the show early and ad free delivered to their inbox or podcatcher They get bonus content, uh, for example, like the recording of our ColorCast conversations. Uh, They get exclusive access to the Sun Ranto Super Ranchers Facebook page and our private Discord channel, uh, which we've been using a fair amount this season. Our Patreon patrons are also eligible for all our Sun Ranto contests, like the Super Rancher of the Month and uh, Sun Ranto Scavenger Hunts, which we'll get to later on in the year once the weather finally gets better. Um, There's perks at every level 
$5 Super Ranters get to hear all the Cubs parody songs before the rest of the world. $10 Super Ranters are recognized by name at the end of our shows and have access to our Cubs uh, daily shows, which are, are called Sun Ranto Singles. Uh, at $12, you get the Rancher calendar every year. And... Uh, you can even place an advertisement about anything you want at some of the higher levels. So uh, the most important thing is we like to give back to our community here in Chicago. So 10% of all of our Patreon money goes directly to the Lost Boys Baseball Club, which uses baseball to help decrease violence and improve the social conditions for young people in Chicago. It is one of Sunranto's main missions to serve our community here. Here's the thing. It costs a lot of money and time for us to produce a great Cubs fan show and, frankly, a penny a download from our podcast advertisers like gambling syndicates and dick pill companies. It's just not enough to keep Sunranto on the air. We have hosting fees, streaming fees, equipment, tickets, batteries. Subscribe today and you'll never have to hear me ask you to become a Patreon patron again because the show will be ad-free. Stop making me waste your time. Sign up for as little as a dollar a month. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Please join us today. Then join at the $3 level. That's three bucks a month. We each get a beer at Wrigley a year. Patreon.com slash Sunranto is where you sign up. That's Patreon.com slash Sunranto. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. Welcome back to the Sunranto Show. Once again, hashtag chance in the chat, and you could win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom. Hope and doom and love. <laughs> so uh, the Marlins, boy, this is going to be a Dottie Brook of a series. Oh, wow. They are in fourth place because the Nationals are in their division. They've won their 60th game. Um, we beat them two of three. Um, boy, what a boring series that was. <laughs> we outscored them six to four in three games. Like that kind of sounds like this last series we just did. Just like nobody scored any runs. Uh, we shut each other out once, and then the Cubs won two to one in that one. Um, that's how we won. Then so at Wrigley Fields um, in the beginning of August. So um, it's getting worse for them, though. They've been. Um, let me show you their splits. Like here's it's interesting. The Marlin splits. And that's why I screenshotted this and I'll put it up right now. They were 12 and eight in April. Then seven and 19. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, then 15 and 13 in June, little above 500, then 13 and 15 in July, little below 500, kind of playing 500 ball. Then yeah. August eight and 20. Yeah. It's an ember. Four and twelve. Now they're five and twelve. Wow. Well, it's just all over the place with this team. <sighs> yeah, and I mean, I don't know what's going on with them. Maybe they're in a situation, you know, like the Cubs, and they're just like they they traded. I I don't know how many people they traded away. If they traded, I'm sure they did. Every team in the league seemed to trade and get better, <laughs> or like get the you know get great prospects. Besides the Cubs. You know, and maybe that's where they're at. Like, August is that shitty because they got rid of a few good players that they had. 
I don't know. Yeah, I did not look it up, mostly because I just don't care. Who cares? Like, right? It, yeah, it's a real like this is a like the Marlins. To be honest, they should not be a team. I'm still mad about 2003 because like some poverty freaking Marlins team like managed to get all the good players for like one year, and then the next year they're win the World Series, then they're in last place. Like that is what the Marlins do. They yeah, they've had two different ownership groups that built the team up, won a, a World Series, and then destroyed the team. That was two different ownerships. That wasn't the same one doing it twice. Yeah, it, I just, think. I'm pretty sure. So, so I'll, put, I'll put up. I wish roster. I wish the Ricketts would do that. <laughs> well, this is the this is the last month for the Marlins, and it's just I mean, wow. I mean, it's <laughs> just not a, not a lot to look at here. I mean, within the last month, Brian Anderson, their third baseman, has the most homers. It took him four. He got four homer four home runs in 95 at bats. They got but three guys that have a 700 or better OPS. That's it, three. Yeah, and yeah, three And guys. one of those is 700. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Like, this is not a good team. And they've got the fourth worst OPS, the eighth fewest homers. They strike out a lot. They don't walk much. However, they are second in stolen bases, where the Cubs are third with 15 fewer. The Rangers are number one, by the way, in stolen bases. And bad all teams that, run, run. Bad teams, yeah. They just run in. Um, Jesus Eagle is on the team, Jesus Aguilar. So we can make that joke again for ourselves. Um, uh, Jorge Soler was on this team, he is no longer on this team. Where'd he go? Who did he end up with? <laughs> did he get hurt again? Maybe he's hurt. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking him up right now because I, I was like, oh, maybe we'll see. You. Yep, 60 day IL. Remember, that was always the knock on that guy, just too big. His muscles were too big to work. Yep. And he had that <laughs> like, one amazing year in Kansas City. And he'll, his giant shoes will be forever enshrined in their museum. So pitching-wise, uh, they've got a team ERA, a tick under four. And the Cubs are at 421. or th- They were at least this morning when I looked all this up. Both bullpen staffs are, are a little bit worse than that. The Cubs relievers have taken 90 more innings than the Marlins. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah, it's 10 full games worth of innings. Um, both teams are top 10 in Ks um, uh, per nine and bottom 10 in uh, walks per nine. So, whatever you want to do with that. Um, <laughs> cut, I don't know. The, it doesn't oh, matter when they've, you know, when they've won uh, about 120 games together. Yeah, Cubs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cubs have given up 31 more homers in those 90 extra innings. So <laughs> it's not, all all the Albert Pujols. That yeah. is a complete ass stat. Um, the defense, uh, they're fourth best in errors, but their dur is less than the Cubs. So that goes to show you that just because you've got a bunch of Darwin Barneys out there not committing errors, it doesn't mean you're getting outs in the field. Yeah, uh, both teams are slightly below average in dur and it's going to be 87 with thunderstorms every single day because it's miami in september and um i will say this there's a lot of this is hurricane season coming through and a friend of the show good friend of mine jose orlando mercado 
he they, they lost all their power down, down in Puerto Rico. So all these storms are coming through, and they're coming through every day in Miami. So that's what it's going to be like if you're heading to any of these games. Hot, then it's going to th- thunderstorm. So the, the it's going to be closed. The, the roof. Um, all these games are at 540 Central Time. And it's called, dude, I forgot about this, Lone Depot Park. What? It's got Lone Depot. That's the name of the Marlins Stadium? Yeah. Did anybody, I, wait, what was the name of the Marlins Stadium before? I think it was Or is that Mar- the only name? I've ne- I, I don't think I ever even thought about it. I've never known. It's been called the Fish Tank. I know that. Yeah. And like. Yeah, and they've got a pool there, the Clevelander Club. I was gonna forgot to bring out some pictures, and I got a picture of this like <laughs> this this like muscle dude in a in a speedo, like from being out there. There was a I don't I don't think fight. anybody wants to go swimming anywhere related to Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it's called the Clevelander uh, Club. Me and Nicole got in there free because uh, there was nobody there. Like, you guys want to come in? We're like, yeah, sure. We'll come into the pool. I'm like, I'm not swimming unless you guys just let me go in my boxers. But but I wasn't wearing boxers, so then that was off. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anyway, it's Wade Miley versus Edward Cabrera in the first game. Um, it is uh, Bark at the Park night brought to you by Tito's Vodka. So I guess it's going to be Drunk Dogs. Um Edward Cabrera is five and three with a two seventy. Is a twenty four year old righty. He no hit is through five at Wrigley, but the Cubs won anyway. One to nothing. Many teams have no hit is through five. Yeah, uh, and he struck out eight as well. Last time he gave up two runs through five point one against Philly. Uh, Miley gave up one run against four hits against the Giants. He didn't face the Marlins this year because he was pretty much injured the most of the year, <laughs> so he didn't face a lot of teams. And, um, yeah, bring your dog <laughs> Tuesday. Oh, uh, uh, David, Tuesday. David Elliott asked, do they still have that awful sculpture? No, no, it's gone. Uh, yeah. David, uh, D- David Jeter, Derek Der- Jeter ripped <laughs> yeah, it out of there. Got rid of it. Yeah. Um, here, here's the, the, uh, numbers versus Miley. Um, Avisal Garcia, who is, he's even on the team right now. I don't know. You're asking me about the fucking Marlins. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. no, I barely not. know who's on the Cubs anymore. He's batting. Like, one, that's a full time job. Keeping track of that. He's not playing much, or he's not playing now. He gets 16 at bats the entire month. So, um, anyway, um, he he does uh, well against uh, Wade Miley. So, if you want to bet on uh, somebody against the Cubs, bet on Avisail Garcia yep. if he's Go playing. Go to betus.com. When you lose, we, we win. win. And uh, Miguel Rojas, do not bet on him because he is 0 for 9 against Wade Miley. Yeah. Wade Miley has never given up a home run against any Marlin. Oh, Danny yeah. just jinxed it. Just saying. First, first pitch homer. Tuesday is Taco Tuesday <laughs> in uh, at Lone Depot Park. <laughs> The Lone Depot ticket package includes a game ticket, two tacos, and one beer for twenty five bucks. I mean, okay, deal. All right, it's not a. Where, where do you get to sit? Anywhere? Is down, it, like is down it just the, open seating in that no, place? I looked. It's down the first base line, but then 
I think you could pretty much sit wherever. I when I was there, I sat wherever the hell I wanted. So then, um, this is going to be Adrian Sampson versus Pablo Lopez. Sampson did pitch against the Marlins. He gave up two home runs. Um, is three runs on six hits to them. Um, he two hit the Mets through six and beat Degrom though. Last time we already talked about that a little, a little yeah. bit. Pablo Lopez. He's nine and ten with a three ninety nine. He gave up four runs on nine hits against the Cubs. Only went five. Cubs beat him four nothing. Last time went out against the Phillies and threw six point two. Only gave up two runs. That's kind of a tough lineup. Jan Gomes is zero for ten against him. Don't bet on Jan Gomes. Not that you ever <laughs> would. Not that you ever would. You'd be foolish. But if you do, make sure you bet at Bet US. <laughs> and. Uh, so anyway, because uh, when you lose, we win. And then uh, PJ Higgins, Higgins has a home run against him. Now, I'm going to put up the, the Marlins versus Sampson here. And uh, uh, Avasal Garcia, homer. Jacob Starlings, their catcher, homer. Peyton Burdick, who I don't even remember even seeing, homer. So overall, they kind of kick his ass. It's 33 plate appearances, slashing 313. OBP of 333, 781 slug, slugging for a 1.115 OPS, which, you know, that is not good. Game three. For just $44, you can bring four people to the game and you can get this is a better, a better deal. Four game tickets, four hot dogs, four sodas and waters, 44 bucks, and two small popcorns. That that's a that's a smoking deal right there. Yeah. For for a Wednesday. Yeah. Hump day. Drew Smiley versus Tibbede. Yep. To be determined. Smiley gave up zero runs on five hits when he went 6.2 against Miami back in August. Last time he gave up two runs on only one earned versus the Mets and went five. Stallings has two home home runs, but other than that, the Marlins are not very good against Drew Smiley. And then uh, I think we've been really enjoying doing the, uh, the, uh, Twitter spaces. Yep. So we're going to do that instead of like a preview of the pirates. Cause like, honestly, people like there's none of these games matter at all. Um, we'll talk about the pirate series after it happens. And uh, we don't need to tell you what's going to happen before that, but I will tell you a little bit about what's going on with Pittsburgh. They're at, they're just having an awful year. They are in last place. The Cubs are seven and a half games up on them. Last time I looked only Oakland and DC are worse uh, record wise. They just got swept by the Mets. They struck out 20 times today. DeGrom struck them out 13 <laughs> times. Yeah, it's a record. They struck out a record amount of times today. However, they did sweep Cincinnati. So don't play down to it, you know, because Cincy isn't that bad. They got swept by the Pirates. So, I mean, Cincy is on the exact same level as the Cubs. I think, I mean, they're, they're basically the same level of ability. Yeah. So, uh, as against the Cubs, the Cubs are seven and eight versus the Pirates, but we've scored twenty three more runs. Those were all in basically one game. That right? was one we game, twenty one to nothing, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's all that game. Uh, Pirates are pretty much terrible at everything, pitching, hitting, all of it. But we are seven and eight versus them. Okay, we have shut them out twice, though. However, um, while the Cubs are in Pittsburgh, you have a Thursday's a dollar hot dog night. Friday, they got happy hour Friday where they're going to give you half price beer, which is like, I think, like four bucks for like a, a beer out there. Then 
Saturday, Doug Drabeck bobblehead night. So get there somewhat early because I'm sure that's a real, real, uh, you know, that's going <laughs> to, it's a real draw. <laughs> so. how, how many of those have they given away? All of them. Actually, actually, not, I don't know. Not if they all will. of them. Yeah, not all of them. <laughs> They've been having Doug Drabeck night for four years straight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can't get rid of these things. Well, I told you not to get thirty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's fan appreciation time, and they're going to just have like raffles and stuff like that. Which my friend won one time. Yeah, so, yeah, and it was one of those things. It was the it was like nineteen eighty seven. Did he get and to call the game Wrigley. for half an inning? No, he <laughs> like didn't. that little I mean, kid. I forget what he won. So, um, so yeah, so there's that's what's going to happen. Um, and now uh, some announcements. Uh, check out my new book on Amazon. Um, I just want to <laughs> point out all of the all of those that have seen. Uh, you know, when I was t- teaching, uh, well, I I pre-taught Tatsuya, my friend who. T- took that shot of a Lord, the history of Japan, because I'm an expert. Well, I decided to write a book. Um, here's my new book. <laughs> it's called the history of Japan. Danny rocket explains Japanese history. It's a captivate, captivating guide to Japanese history, including events such as the Gen pay war, Mongol invasions, battle of Tsushima and atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So uh, you see me, I got my cover on my face on the mug of that book right there. <laughs> I give you the history of Japan. Check it out on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that, that's a little bit of an inside ranto joke there. But um, Bleacher Bum Band is playing at Hop Stop in Riverside, Illinois, on September 24th. You can still get tickets at hopstopgot.com. And then uh, big party, uh, end of the year, big Cub fan party. We're going to Nisei Lounge. We're going to karaoke. We're going to – Bleacher Bum Band is going to play a short set. We're going to get drunk out there. We're going to have a blast. And, uh, and um, I am going to do everything I possibly can yeah, to get come there. Up. I, I have to – like, we haven't seen a game together at all. I've I've been to one game, you know, and we saw you from across the street. <laughs> that was it. So, yeah, yeah I want to come up and see a game. Yeah. So. And uh, I wanted to say <laughs> uh, that we did uh, – we got Josh Oberhide. We got his jersey, and from uh, the the uh, Mike Leonard condolence death jersey that we we give out, and uh, he said thank you to all the ranchers. I thought I screenshotted it and put it up, but I guess I didn't do that. But um, anyway, uh, you know, it's just kind of a nice thing that we do for each other. If you're not a part of that group on Facebook, just look up Mike Leonard condolences jersey. You will see why it is called something crazy like that. Um, also, on, if you're not a part of that group, check on your parents yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because what we do is we kick people out of the group and then we talk about them behind their backs until we can get them a, a Jersey shirt. Do something whatever. nice, but it's something nice that we've been doing for each other for a while now, ever since Mike Leonard's dad died pretty much. Oh, here, here it is. Um, Josh says, thank you all so much. Best fans in baseball. What a great way to remember how and the impact he had in my life. And uh, it says HJ Oberhide on a Cubs home Jersey, uh, number 53, which was the year he was born. So that's just a nice remembrance of Hal uh, for Josh. And uh, nice. This is kind of something we like to do here. Cause that's the kind of people we are. So um, let's do some uh, TFCs. 
Hashtag chance in the chat. We will be giving away a, yep. a uh, postcard. Well, I have I have one TFC. How many do you have? Um, pretty much just no. I think I just have one as well. Okay, all right. And well, it's, it, it's not really a, a TFC. It's more just like something that made me mad. Okay, well, I'll let you finish on a rant. I'll get in here, start mine. Um, so everybody knows that when opposing teams come to Wrigley, they send the rookies out to go get coffee and donuts and shit, and they have to wear their, uh, you know, so the Rockies did this on Saturday. They sent the rookies out to get donuts and coffee and bring it back for the team. And, um, of course, they always get pictures. They make a big deal about this. And so here is a picture of Sean uh, Bouchard, right? And it's really hard to read, so I'll, re- I'll read it here for you. Um, so if you look at the picture, <laughs> he is carrying a box of a dozen donuts on its end. And right it's at the top. You, on yeah, sideways. Side, yeah. On its sideways. side. Yeah. And at the top it says, can't trust someone carrying donuts like a notebook. And then at the bottom, uh, Jaycool23 is, who's the serial killer holding that donut box sideways? (laughs) Who doesn't know how to do that? I mean, he (laughs) looks like a physically fit guy, doesn't eat a lot of donuts, but still. like He just looks like he's being a like a dick he's like i'll fucking carry your donuts back like this and they're you know they're all smashed into one side oh god what an idiot and in case you're wondering he went over three with three strikeouts that day playing left field and he didn't play the rest of the series so he had one chance at wrigley he carried the donuts wrong and struck out three times got canceled on twitter (laughs) and then struck out three times what a freaking loser all right. This one comes from Derek Gould. Gould. Oh God. Gould. Yeah, yeah. This guy. Yeah. You, you all you have to do is just search for him in Twitter and you're gonna find some sort of dumb shit. Yeah, this motherfucker. He's the uh, St. Louis Cardinals uh St. Louis Today beat writer. And he says, when Albert Pujols is a swing away from number seven hundred. MLB will introduce specially and individually marked baseballs to assure they can identify the historic one wherever it lands. And, oh, they're doing this for Aaron Judge as he nears 61-2. And I'm just like, oh, specially marked balls, are they? Oh, oh, well, guess what? I actually uh, sun ran to exclusive. I got uh, an exclusive as to what these specially marked balls are look like and here they are there you go (laughs) they're made by pen um they are racquetballs and they are blue and they will leave the park um in no time because you can hit them eight thousand feet yep i was just gonna say if you they don't really need to mark it you just drop it and if it bounces all the way back up to your hand off the off the ground you know it's one of the one pujols's balls yeah that's the pujols ball well and, and look at where MLB is we have reverted back to 1997 apparently because they're making a big deal out of home run number 61 even though a number of people Sammy Sosa beat 61 twice uh you know McGuire went 70 what did what did Bonzi 73 I think like that 61 that hallowed number of 61 for Roger Maris 
we haven't thought about in 20 some years and yeah. and they're like well now because Steroids we don't and, right well you gonna put an insane. asterisk or not yeah just fucking like yeah. you you obviously are telling us you don't think that any of those guys that hit those balls count did it yeah that they don't count you know what yeah. i mean so yeah. yeah, but instead we're gonna give uh, you know pools, steroids, and racquetballs. <laughs> One oh. guy they're they're pumping full of steroids, giving them racquetballs because they want him to hit seven hundred. And the other one, they're like, we want him to hit sixty one so we can claim that the the record's not tainted. Yeah. So, um, all right, hashtag chance in the chat. I'm going to. Uh, oh, Yumper share- says that Sammy beat it three times. Yeah. Yeah. But it does not count. So I'm going to share my screen here. It says there's nine entries, but I know for a fact there's more. So, again, this is a random drawing, and you could win (laughs) a uh, Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me um, with a message of doom and hope. Seth Kennedy Kennedy. is the winner. Congratulations, Seth. Um, You you can expect a uh, postcard once I figured out how to uh, adjust the DPI on the Frank Chance picture I have. (laughs) And send it back to the the people. So Terry E. has an explanation here. Uh, I think no one in the AL has hit more than 61. So they're parsing it out like this will be the AL record. So now they oh oh now they want to have leagues again. Yeah, <laughs> now right now that they've gotten rid of the fucking leagues, yeah. now they want to have leagues again. Exactly. And then uh Artie says they can put an asterisk on the all-star game hats, but not on the record book. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. So um, yeah, there is the show. Um the Cubs, like they were only in town for three games. Yeah. Came down. There's a three-game homestand. It's the dumbest shit I've ever heard of in my freaking life, and uh, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. So, um, Spagog, enjoy the Bears game, which is already, I think, ten minutes in. Is so, it? Really? I thought it started at seven thirty. Oh, I thought it started seven twenty. Oh, maybe that's the pregame. I don't know. Whatever. Get out of here. Go watch the Bears beat the Packers. Spugog, what are we listening to on the way out, Danny? I think I'll just put out all you need is Cubs because I haven't played it that much. Okay. Sounds good. Spugog, thanks for watching. Cubs, Cubs, Cubs. Cubs, Cubs, Cubs. Cubs, Cubs, Cubs. to the park and have some fun Cubs are gonna score a bunch of runs Come and see him play I know we're gonna win the game at Wrigley Watch him every day when they're away Every double play, home run and save We've been cubby blue and we've been doing it all our lives at Wrigley. All you need is cubs. All you need.
is all you need. Cubs, Cubs, Cubs. Cubs, Cubs, Cubs. Cubs, Cubs, Cubs. All you need is Cubs. Cubs go when they're at home Follow them when they go on the road One day we will see if the Cubs win the World Series At Wrigley Cubs is all you need. 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 Cubs. And maybe some food. Probably some food. And water. And air to breathe. And the cubs.